Good evening and welcome to the uh, Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast Origin or Post-Origin Quick Blast uh, with me, Stuart Lord. I've also got uh, Mitch Brown, our expert physio. Hey, Mitch. Hey, mate. How are you? Good, good, good. Watch the game live. Maybe not so good. And uh, oh, when I say live, like in a pub. And uh, also we've got Nick, a fantasy nugget and stats guru. How you going, mate? What it do, baby? Going well, going well, boys. About not feeling good after last night, but, you know, is what it is. Yeah. Not all that surprised, though, right? Like, we were a little bit concerned about the strength of that Queensland team, and bloody Cam Munster and Pat Carrigan were just too good. Mm. They were, and I think um, it's there are a couple of interesting blue selections choices, and I think they, they didn't quite pay off. Did, um, did you boys feel like we really struggled uh, as soon as our starting props went off? Like, I thought once Madison and uh, and the light came on, we, we got run over for about Paulo 40 too. minutes, basically. Yeah, Paulo was very ordinary. Yeah, no, definitely. Campbell Gillard and Payne Haas are great starting props, and they did a great job. But uh, the other thing is, is that we just bombed too many points, and we let them in down the other end. Like, we dropped three tries. To be fair, that pass from Tedesco was backwards. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, the pass the... to Tedesco from Tupu. Yep. Do you reckon? Yep. Hundred percent. And <laughs> the um, and 100%. look, it was just a it was a bad error, bad error by um, was it Cam Murray who did the shepherd? Oh, yeah, yeah. Should have run through the line. Like for the first try, Tarek Sims he runs through the line, no obstruction. Yep. Right. Didn't stay in the line. Yeah, I suppose he, he probably thought it was going to be an out-the-back block play, right? Yeah, but you just got to run through the so, line, man. Like, yeah, it's just... he, he was at no loss to do it, basically, which is spot on. I yeah. thought Jack mm-hmm. Whiten was brilliant. He's probably locked down Best. the centre role for the rest of the series. Best player on uh, the Blues team. And maybe oh, James I, Tedesco. But... I thought Teddy was probably the best on the field. I know the, the, the runs that Jack Whiten did, like that breakdown the sideline near the end as well, almost brought us back into it. Was anyone worried about Nathan Cleary's kicking game? Like, I know that uh, the Queenslanders were getting up on him all night. Should it have been something where they started to go to Luai to kick a little bit more? Do we feel that maybe they should go for a hooker that can kick as well if Queensland is going to do that just to try and unload him a bit? Or did he just have an off game? Well, the, the hookers can't kick if Queensland are holding down for that long in the play of the balls, like five, six, seven seconds. You right don't get good more. ball to to clear it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he was standing well forward to make sure everyone was on side. He wasn't. St- he stands a lot deeper for the Panthers. And the last thing is, is that normally the last play is run by someone like Dylan Edwards, who gets a quick play the ball, because mm. they know that if you hold down too long, they'll get a six skin or a penalty. And the ref wasn't blowing those last night. Like a couple of times, Cam Munster, you know, he got entangled in a thing and gets an extra three or four seconds. So, of course, the first marker can just run and smash Cleary all night. I was quite is- surprised as well. They didn't um, kick earlier in the tackle count just to mix it up, you know, and reduce the predictability from the fifth tackle option for Cleary, you know? Yes. Or, or, or yes, go the second play. Go... Guess what? Cleary's on. It's not on. Fine. Pass it wide to Luai, who's in position. Yep. Yep. I I just thought overall their strategy wasn't great as far as their flexibility to uh, move and change their direction. They sort of came with one plan and they weren't getting the quick play the balls they were after and and that was it. Mm. They had nothing. If you you lose the ruck, you lose origin, really. Oh. 
and and unfortunately yeah, you call. got Tupu and Stags don't get the same play the ball speed that Latrell and Turbo do no 100% like Toto was still playing hard White was still playing hard to get over the ad line but those it's two they often got turned over right they got turned over onto the side or onto the back they're sitting down slow play the ball held on for extra long and you're always on the back foot aren't they yeah I agree man I agree well we've uh, we've only talked about the Blues let's crack on to some Maroons boys how do we think about the Queensland side uh, Mitch yeah, I thought I thought they were really good. I felt like uh, Paddy Carrigan, as I said before, really added a spark to the team. I thought Munster was allowed to run the ball, and he was certainly a different player um, last year. That at Liz Frank injury uh, really, I think it ruled him out. I'm not even sure he played last year, but if he did, it certainly affected him significantly uh, last year. He he really uh, killed New South Wales. I think the moment that he really put us to the sword was. Um, that strip with about three or four Step minutes to time. go off uh, Crichton. And that's, again, you know, I think, I think, and I hate to say it, but I think you have Tom Trevojevic and Latrell playing in the centres. You don't have either of them go missing like Katoni Staggs and you don't have that head-scratching uh, play from Crichton like Cam Munster's unknown stripper of the ball. Mm. Uh, that was real inexperience there. And I think yeah. Katoni Staggs um, has probably done his dash, dash at origin. He, uh, as Nick sort of said... Uh, he's just used to picking on little guys and there are no little guys in origin um, so I'd be looking at, at someone else anyone else really hopefully mm. Latrell's back no apparently um, the word out today and we'll, we'll get to a bit more with injury uh, coaches all but ruled him out of origin too wow. uh, coming back from injury in COVID not enough time how, how good was uh, Valentine Holmes though like he was oh, awesome. he was very busy you know Kicked, kicked well and ran hard and saved. He, he got to play as winger. Tries. And he'll probably play as winger going forward as well because of that yeah, injury yeah. to um, uh, Xavier Coates. So he played very, very well. Yeah, he just like slotted straight back into, into his old wing spot and, you know, went over for a try. <clears throat> awesome defensive plays and I don't think he made an error either. We pick up 45 fantasy, which is very solid as well, so... Mm. 148 run meters. Oh, I think he was one of the best on field, uh, other than obviously Munster. But um, guys, what do you think about uh, Harry Grant when he came on? Do you think he sort of changed up the game pretty well? He and Ben I, Hunt, they worked very well together. I, I was going to say, I thought Ben Hunt showed what happens when he's on a good frigging team. I thought they were both awesome in different yeah. ways. Yeah, mm. Harry Grant spent a lot of time making the Blues players chase him. Mm. Like, like, and he he ducked out a lot of tackles. He went sideways, and that just ties the boys out a little bit, right? And it means they don't reset the line for the next play. So that even if Harry Grant doesn't get through the line, they're setting themselves up for the next play. The ball running into players who are going backwards rather than forwards. Mm. So yeah, he was he was good, and yeah, Ben Hunt, like he got a line break. He got a. Oh, he looked good. He did. Oh, I think that was probably their masterstroke was playing both of them. That was, you know, letting the game go for 20, 25 minutes, a bit like Sticky's been doing or was doing with uh, Adam Elliott and Tom Starling. Uh, just a little bit tired, as, as Stu said. Harry Grant just had had a day uh, running and moving the ball around. And then off the back of that, um, Money and, and DCE seemed to have endless amounts of times to kick and, and find space. And 
you know, as as you said before, you look at Cleary, he, he was under pressure all night. And, and even when he wasn't, the kicking was really poor. Uh, as Nick said, like, you know, you lose the ruck, you lose origin, but any chance of getting any ascendancy comes from that kicking game. And I thought New South Wales were very ordinary. Um, yeah, they only got two so, good kicks off that I saw. Yeah. And, but but yeah, he only had time. Night. He only had time for about three all night. Which so is, what, what changes do we see for New South Wales going going forward? Uh, obviously, Stags won't be in the next game. Uh, uh, Mitch, Mitch how, about, how about you, you outline what you would do if you were the coach? Uh, well, I putting me on the spot here. We sort of spoke about not putting Clemmer in, so even on form, we can't do that. But I would like to see uh, Madison get dropped. I uh, I don't know who I would put in the centres. I, I don't really have an answer. I was really honestly putting it to you on that one, to be honest, mate. I'm going to have a bit of a look at the team and, and have a look because I, I'm not sure how you fix that no. because I don't I don't know if bringing in someone like Travojevic or Clemmer fixes this team just yet. No. Uh, well, Nick, how about you, mate? I think number number one, play your best players for long longer minutes. So Cameron Murray only fifty minutes. That's not good enough. He's one of the best players in the team. He should be getting the full eighty. Same as as I yo, and they both want to play. They both want to play middle. That that's okay. Play them both. I don't I don't care. You just need your best players on the field in Origin. Um, and as I yo, Cameron Murray, they both need to play eighty, and they're around the fifty minute mark. Um, I, I think Tarek Sims was solid, but I don't. Um, I think he needs to get the boot. Yep. Yeah, I don't think he was awesome. So um, that's something I would look at potentially. So maybe you have Murray on one edge and Liam Martin in the other. I would probably also reduce Liam Martin's workload um, just a little bit and just to bring um, maybe a bit more uh, punch at, at some other stage of the game. But I think the bench was solid. They, they just need to do something with that 14 role because... You know, Stephen Crichton filled in for Katoni Staggs, but it just didn't make any no. real sense in the way the Queensland's bench made a lot of sense. You know, they, they had serious impact yes. off that bench and, um, yeah, it really changed the game for him. I mean, I, obviously, Nanai didn't do much and you, <laughs> I don't know how Mitch feels about Nanai, but... Um, oh, far out. <laughs> Do you, do you want to do he was a real, now, Mitch? He, he was a real hero coming off that ankle sprain, eh? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Look, and, and look, I, I could be made to eat crow here, but looking at it live, um, assuming there's no uh, fractures or anything like that, I would say that's a, a, a low grade two or a high grade one, most likely a high grade one. Anyone who can come back on the field um, it's not that broken. quickly after that injury, it's certainly not broken and it's probably not a ridiculous sprain. My sense is they went in there, they strapped it up. They wouldn't have had time to give him any analgesia. My only issue was that they kept on banging on about it in the commentary. It's like, come on, boys, learn your injuries. It was an obvious lateral sprain. Um, let's just calm down. Like, I could have dealt with one compliment that he's coming back on, but I think we had to endure 20 minutes of it. And perhaps we'll talk about the commentary later, but I thought it was pretty poor. Um, obviously, we now know that Nanai's not going to play this week, and I suspect he probably wasn't going to play anyway. So he's probably going to be one to two weeks at maximum. I would actually expect him to be ready for the second Origin game. Uh, probably the big one, boys, was Xavier Coates. That, to me, looked like a syndesmosis. Um, the question is, will it require surgery and which one? In an event that it doesn't require surgery, that'd be four to six weeks. Um, surgery, depending on the type, uh, generally they go for the sort of uh, dental floss style surgery. So that'll be six to eight, but 
if it's a really bad one, which I doubt because he was able to stay on. And speaking of people who did deserve a bit of praise, staying on for even 10 minutes with a syndesmosis like that, yeah. that deserves praise, not a friggin' ankle sprain. Um, so if they went for screw fixation, which is pretty unusual, that's more like three to six months, which we do see from time to time in those more severe cases. My money would be on um, most likely some form of surgery. I thought he was in a fair amount of pain, so that's going to be that six to eight-week mark. But if he's lucky, possibly four to six. And then the other one that we had was Katoni Staggs, and perhaps he was just sort of faking a shoulder injury. I don't know. Hopefully not for his sake. Um, I actually did wonder in all seriousness if possibly he'd subluxed um, because okay. I didn't Ooh. see a, a moment of injury. If he has subluxed, it's a bit of a funny one. They can vary in duration, but I'd be thinking at least two to three weeks and that sort of would depend on any imaging. But by the same connotation, Stu was saying before that it could just be a bad cork or a, a stinger in through the shoulder. So we'll wait for more information on Katoni Stags. Um, I would be astonished if Freddie picked him. Uh, I thought uh, the Queensland centres and wingers had him totally under control. And when you have Dane Gagai and Valentine Holmes, you better come with uh, better firepower than, than what Tony Stacks came with because they made him look second rate um, and it wasn't particularly good. So really in the injury wash, we're certainly not looking good with Xavier Coates. He's gone for at least four to six. Nanai, definitely this week, possibly the week after, depending how Peyton wants to play it. He'll back up for Origin 2, and I suspect we won't see Stags at the next Origin one way or another. Mm. 100%. What about Payne Haas? I haven't heard anything about the Payne Haas injury, Nick, unless he's re-aggravated that AC joint. Um, it's, just Twitter, it's just Twitter on this one, like a couple of reporters on Twitter. Nothing official on the website yet. So, and unfortunately, they only played Saturday. So you'll only find out on Friday. All I'm saying is that uh, I I would probably also seeing that uh, seeing that heavy um, I know what you would call it that 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 heavy um, lid on um, no the eyebrow of Nathan Cleary. I would not be oh, uh, yep. captaining vice captaining Cleary Haas this week because it could be fifty fifty that either of them play. Are we thinking there's a potential uh, fracture for Cleary, or are we worried no, about uh, a uh, concussion? more just like more just like you know for the boxes you just get that bad swelling, and and you have to give a cut, and then you might just get a rest to get over it. So the I mean, there's course, no rush for the Panthers to play him, is there? Oh, geez, if you're playing Sean O'Sullivan or Kurt Falls, it's like oh, they haven't been doing too badly, have they? No, they're, exactly. They're playing right. Sunday afternoon, four p.m. So, I mean. I think I think you'll want to get in there and sort of towel up and have a really good game is sort of my thinking because he, he's very yeah. disappointed with how he performed. True. Kind of like he, DCE did great. last year where he went on a bit of a tear. Yeah. Uh, a bit like, a bit exactly. like DCE. Like I've had a good think about it. A bit like DCE. I just don't know how much Cleary could do at the time of watching. I thought sort of thought, gee, he wasn't good, but... He didn't have many moments to put a good kick in. They were rushing him all night. He he really needed to probably just continue to dump the ball on and have the guys outside of him take advantage of the fact that one or two guys had hustled up on him. Um, and I think that's one of the things that Freddie was disappointed about is that uh, other players weren't able to take the ascendancy and get the ball moving forward when there were obvious opportunities to do it. And that might be the, the exception of their first try um, out mm. wide with Jack White and where they did get it a couple extra wide and, and caught them short out there. So You could see his eyes light up when he saw that try line too. 
Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's funny. I was at the pub. You know, if you guys were giving like, what the hell's Jack White out doing out there? By the end of it, you know, Jack White and for for PM type of fan club at that oh because he played hard he all the way right. to the end where he made that break down the side and he he yeah, busted he three tackles and made it 60 meters just off being no chill tickets on myself i told you jack whiten is an origin style player uh, and mm. that's why you pick him over nico hines and it's exactly why i mean daniel tupo actually wasn't too bad but it's why tupo doesn't have a place there it's why katoni staggs doesn't have a place there uh, it's also why Stephen Crichton and Ryan Mads- Madison currently don't have a place there. They're not those origin-style players. You know, Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, Campbell Gillard, Payne Haas, absolutely. Uh, even Toto and Tedesco, they all rise to the occasion. And you look at that Queensland outfit, and from 1 to 17, Billy's picked players who are going to lift. Uh, and, and Freddie needs to look at that and go back to what he's been doing in the past, which is picking those players he know are individually brilliant. Uh, I know that he went for that Panthers combination, but if they're not Origin-style players, you're going to get your pants pulled down. Look what money did to them. He was just unbelievable uh, with his ability to play because he, he can lift for those situations. It's less about um, team structure and more about individuals lifting to the next level. I think in Origin, there's just not enough time to train or develop any cohesion. Mm. And definitely. Oh, look... I, I was having to think the other day because I think there's not probably not much change for Queensland. The other guy I'd say is Ruben Cotter, played the full 80 uh, in the middle. And looked pretty good. Tackles. Yeah, and, and looked We whiffed fit. on that one, boys. Looked fit. He was he looked very good. But but for me, I, I was looking at what I changed for game two. And I was like, look, I've got Teddy at fullback. I've yep. got um, a combination of either got you either bring back Josh Shadow Carr Yep. I think another, that's, a, that's a must, right? Or, you or need another to have winger back there. But if you're going to do that, you put Steve Crichton next to him, tall boy, so that they're not. If they're kicking towards the wings, you have got tall fellas on either side, right? One, one. Here's side. a bolter for you, Stu, to interject. Um, what about putting? And I thought he was really good when he was in there. Is uh, Gutho into centres? <laughs> I think the issue is saying so, no. He's, a, he's an origin style player. He is. He's got no chill. He's got the thing. It's, or putting him on the wing. You could put him out there. You could put him on the wing. Uh, no, look, no, 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 no. He's got no chill. Okay, but but no. look, I, I reckon I'd put Crichton and Josh Shadokar out there, possibly together. Um, possibly. I, I don't know. I don't really mind there. Uh, just but give, look, give, two, Crichton, two give Crichton a full game. Out. Give Crichton a full game. Come on. Yep. He won Dallium Centre of the Year a couple of years ago. He won the Premiership. Yeah, he, he won the game versus the Storm. Yeah, seriously. He's... He's a big time player. He's he got that intercept to win them the premiership. Um, I don't know. I just think he just didn't get enough time. And he was thrown in, yeah. and he know, was thrown in into the middle where he shouldn't be. Right, he was trying to run in to make things happen, whereas he should be out there making people look silly. Uh, I look- just don't know if he's going to be able to take on Holmes or Gagai. I think they're going to win that contest every day of the week. Uh, we're thinking he's going to be, be against some yuppie from the NRL. He's against two of the absolute best. Well, I, uh, I, just I reckon said Holmes will be on the total, He just he's a total performed mismatch. in the biggest... No, but Stephen Crichton performed in the highest levels in club land, didn't he? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, but against Cam, uh, you know... Uh, the Storm and... The no, he, he, he was on the right wing against the left wing of uh, uh, the Bunnies. Yeah, it's Gagai. Yeah, he was against oh, Gagai in the finals. That's that's true. 
That's a fair yeah. point. That's a fair point. Anyway, the other thing that I do there... By the way, though, that, that left edge did cut him up a few times. Really, they were literal short of going through a number of times. So I think I actually stand on my dig, dig there. I don't think he's ready. I really don't. I think it would be a terrible mistake right to, play, yeah, okay. to play to play Stephen Crichton. The uh, left side of the bunnies was, you know, that that pass wouldn't have been thrown if Latrell was there. And they looked like scoring down there all night. Um, and, and, and instead of having... Uh, Cody Walker, you have freaking Munster. Yeah, but he's covering Momorowski. But I, I do get your point. Uh, look, on the on the other side, I'd also, I'll be honest with you, like part of the lack of ascendancy, like apart from the slow play the balls, I thought was, um, I'll be honest with you, Damien Cook, I know he tried in certain patches of it. He didn't have a good dummy half run all night. Like he received the ball on secondaries a couple of times and or turnaround plays, but I don't think he had a great run. So whether you play a one-two hooker combination like Queensland did, or you just put Appy in there. So I know it's just a different skill set. So uh, Appy's got a little bit of deviousness and he's a great numbers counter. Cookie a couple of times got turned around when the numbers weren't on, right? When was the last time you saw Appy have to turn around because he miscounted the numbers? Problem with Appy is I don't know if he breaks the game open like Damian Cook does. He may or may not, not. Not only that, Damien Cook, he was awesome defensively. So he came up with a couple of try savers and um, he he did a good... Uh, yeah. He was chasing up in defense on Ponga when yeah. um, Munster made that break. Yeah, but but he and also he also busted down to breaks of play, though. This is the thing. Like, maybe you play... You start with Appy and you play Damien Cook off the bench then. But the way that I see it there is, is that he got his numbers game wrong. Like, a couple of offensive chances we had... Play four, like where you're going early. He just got the numbers wrong. He well, went is left. That, is that Cookie or is that Cleary and Luai? No, that's Cook. Know. It has to be because he's the guy who counts the numbers as he's as he's rolling up. Who's who's got marks on which side? Yeah, right. Uh, look, the other the other thing I was thinking there is is that uh, I'd bring back in anger. I drop um, Sims. And bring in uh, Angus Crichton. Bring in yeah, Angus I'll Crichton. Like oh, yep, that's yeah. a no-brainer. He's got eighty minutes. Yeah. Eighty minutes steam in him. Right? Yep. He's he's no chill. He's absolutely... And he can bust a game open. He I don't think... Buy him. He's got yeah. an offload. He's we got a pass. Him. We missed, missed him. his athleticism. Uh, you know and that, that, and that allows you to play are... Cam Murray in the middle, right? Because you play him and you play Yo at the same time. Yep. And you 100%. play a guy like Haas, right? RCG comes off, right? You play Haas. And then you can still have... You still put Maddo on the bench because you still need second row cover in there. Which he brings. Yeah, we definitely missed Crichton. I didn't even think of that last night. Yeah. He's oh, got- I think there was a moment there where uh, Sims got a nice short ball. Might have been from Cleary, actually. And he went mm. through. Crichton finishes that. Mm. <laughs> Every day of the week. Crichton rolls over Ponga like Greg Inglis rolled over Jamie Soud. <laughs> mm. Yes. He would have, he would have steamrolled him. <laughs> Exactly. He's he, he's he's just like that. He he loves it. He's got a great support play. Plays on the left. Liam Martin on the right. And and what's more, he's got a bit of niggle in him. He'll be running up against who would he be running up against there on the right? Cam Munster. He'll be giving him a hard time. So he doesn't yeah, miss many tackles. So yeah, I I bring in uh and then on the bench. Look, I'd, I'd probably put Cookie on the bench. I know it's not a traditional thing, but look, if it worked for the other side, copy it. Have Appy to begin with, right? Cookie fresh. Don't hate that. 30 minutes in. 
and then you have hate, Appy, I don't hate that stew I do and, like that and then you come back near the end of the game where Appy comes back fresh and he's got that little craftiness you know near the end of the game where everyone's tired he might go for a dummy he might go out wide you don't know what he's going to do I don't think Appy does and then yep. and he plays both sides the other thing is is that uh, yeah looking at that you yeah you put Murray in the bench and you play him and you know both sides uh, so yeah so who are you starting edges? Starting edges would be Crichton and Martin. Okay. Yo at 13. And you're starting props. They were great. Haas and Rebook, uh, Cam, uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard, they were great. Yep, they looked awesome. Yep. So do we? Do you play Paulo and Madison? See, uh, I, I'd want uh, Madison. Yeah. I thought Madison was very ordinary. Very, uh, look, very ordinary. He's a defensive guy, but look, he's he's great bench cover for second row. Who else, who else have you got in the second row? Like we're really we're we're scanning the Murray. depths, aren't we? You got Murray, Murray, but you want him to play middle. Oh, uh, you you can yeah. put in Trevojevic, but you're trading like for like, aren't you? Really? Yeah. I uh, yeah. You well, are. Jerbo. You don't want Jerbo on edge. No, no middle. I'm saying you put Maddo middle on an edge and, 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 oh, uh, right, for, for, for Paulo. Oh yeah. right. So yeah, yeah. Jerbo for Paulo, you could do. Though it could be that Paulo, Paulo just Paulo had a bad has game. More, I I think you got to stick with Paulo. Yeah, I, I really do. Uh, uh, look, Paulo. Murray, Madison, Cookie, I reckon he you should need, get away with. He just needs to run at the freaking line. Far out. This ball playing business. You're 120 kilos, mate. Yeah. Hurt no the opposition. No one you. Hurt them. Hurt them. Uh, if, I was, if I was playing against Junior Paulo, I'd want to see him pass. Like, Thank 100%. you. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah. At least, and if he's going to pass, it's after hitting the line. Not before. So... Yeah, like the offload. You know how sometimes he runs in and then gets the offload away? That's the dangerous one because two players are coming to stop him. I uh, um I thought it was quite interesting. Madison didn't get an offload on. You know, they sort of had the right game plan for him and they just wrapped him up up top and then, you know, first man and second man at the hips and see you later, you know? Yep. No, definitely. I, I think that, um, yeah, Maddo, he definitely performs well against sort of the worst teams. Like he performs better against them, but he and he's he, been coming on uh, midway through the first half and then carving up. You know he hasn't been huge impact starting kind of guy. Never really has been. So yeah, I, um, I didn't think he was origin material. I'd okay. You're gonna hate it both, but I'm gonna say it. I'd prefer Jack DeBell in there. I said yeah. it. Hunt, it's I just Jack that, DeBell in there. It's just he's, that Maddo can play edge. In, you yeah. need someone who can play edge. There's Chuck Jerbo. There's Chuck Jerbo. Oh, okay. Well, look, we'll, we'll come back to it before we bore anyway. our dire audience away. Yeah. So, look, let's go through the injuries from the night. I know we've talked about them a bit, but let's let's just say formally. We've Haas, been through them, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so Haas, Haas shoulder, I'm, I'm just confirming here. Cleary with that um, eye swelling, sort of just the eyebrow swelling. So, it looked a bit like a boxer where, you know, you cut it or whatever else back in the day. Yep. So just be careful with your Cleary captaincy this week, everyone at home. Uh, and then obviously we've got the syndesmosis uh, for Coates and yep. the lateral am I, the lateral sprain for... Yeah, lateral leg sprain for Nanai. So yeah. oh, going off of that, that, Coates is a definite sell. Yes. Uh, yep. And then I, I guess what, he's probably got what, one to two weeks out. One to two, but then remember he'll then have origin off. So really it'll be three weeks. Yeah. Although it's a standalone weekend this year. Oh, is it? Okay. Well then. It, it, uh, in the, for, for week two, but he'll then yep. have a uh, game off possibly the after origin three. If he, he has plays. the buy round 17 anyway. 
He's got the buy round 17, but game round 18, remember? It's yep. two days after Origin. Yep. So, uh, yeah, look, I would say Nano is a pretty easy sell. 600,000, you can do something with that. Um, now, guys, Payne Haas, are we feeling nervous? Or are I we just holding him, to the so end of the I'm year? I'm all good. No, uh, but yeah, like if you're an owner, it's like, what are you? What are we thinking here? Like, I, I reckon... Uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Mitch? He's a keeper, mate. Just hang on. Don't ever think it. Unless I hear that it's broken, I'll be holding. Like, I, I That's looked it. at some trades. I'm like, oh, Papali, I'm like for 200 grand more. Or, you know, 140. I'm like, no, thank you. So. Uh, yeah, no, he's... <laughs> He's not at a cash out value at the moment, so back to square one, really, from round one. Yeah. Yeah, he really, it really turned around just after a couple of slow weeks after that AC joint. Mm. Okay. So, okay, that that's pretty much it from the rest of them. Yo, with that concussion and the way that he plays over Origin, look, uh, exits for Yo, look, I wouldn't hate exits, but, you know, if you're playing head-to-head, I'd definitely hold. If you're playing overall, I don't think too many people own Yo, but I'd probably start to look for an option out there. Uh, but I think that all of the Parramatta players will back up. The main one being Madison. Only you picked up minutes. Yo, you, you anticipated him missing games over Origin anyway, right? Yeah, so hopefully you've got an exit strategy or you're just happy to take the hit. I think, I think just take the hit. Yeah. So, awesome. Okay, well look, we've done the injuries. Uh, late news. So we've had the first round of late news. We'll do that one real quick, just from the first game of the weekend. So uh, Dragons versus the Cowboys. So what's the news there, Nick? Um, I'm not too sure, mate. Um, okay. All good. I got it. Got it. If you want it, you got it, mate. Oh, easy. Okay. Well, look, Cotter and Nanai are rested which is pretty, makes sense, Nenai, and Cotter played the 80. Val Holmes has been named, uh, he made it through reserves. Um, so it looks like Brendan Elliott will probably drop out there. So the few of you who are Val Holmes owners are good. Cotter, again, he seems like a keeper. Guys, are we happy about that call? Yep. I think so. Yeah, I think the way that he played the other night shows that he can play with the big boys too. It's not a flash in the pan. Yeah. I definitely whiffed on that one. I really thought he couldn't, but he can. Yeah. So, look, Cotter, look, he might be on people's rounds, you know, uh, rounds 18 plus trade options there because he's also DPP. So yep. having hooker cover, he could be your second hooker come round 17. I think so. Uh, yep. Uh, t- uh, Tom Deedon, yeah, is back. So and Ben Hampton's out. For the Dragons, interesting one. Ben Hunt and Sims are names, but it looks like Jaden Sewer and Josh Maguire have both remained in the 19. So, look, that's pretty spicy. So it looks like they're both fit and good to go, which means if I was uh, looking to bring Michael Molo, I would avoid right now. Yep. We, which I is, think we said that pretty well what we Tuesday. said on Tuesday, yeah. It, it is, but, like, it's just confirmed now. Like, they're not a week or two away. They're here. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Hook does with the bench there, um, which four he gets rid of. Oh, yeah. It'll be Sullivan or McCulloch or Molo. Yeah, I I reckon Sims might get a rest as well. Like, if Sewer's fit, I reckon he'll go back to an edge spot. 
and Josh McGuire will probably take I'm guessing Molo's spot mm. maybe Aaron Woods depending on whether he's due for a week off he's playing what every second week at the moment yeah just just watch out for team lists around what 6-7pm or something tomorrow night that's it though not too many people will be bringing those guys in though obviously Ben Hunt owners you're, you're happy he's in that's uh, it though I guess Jaden Sullivan's there as, as backup in case Ben Hunt doesn't pull up I think that's why he's there isn't he he might be the guy drops out for Josh Maguire. Not too sure. He's not. Uh, I suppose neither is really fantasy relevant e- uh, any, either way. No, but yeah. ben, ben Hunt is though. I guess is the. He is. Yep. Yeah. I, I would expect him to play the eighty. He's tough. Um, he played forty minutes, I think. Anyway. Yeah, he'll be fine. Easy. All right, guys. Uh, any any final thoughts for this one? No, uh, it was good. One, no, there's there's one there's one thing, guys. There's one important thing. Um, I don't know if we put up a post, but Tyson Gamble. Yes, that is a great one, Tyson Gamble. Uh, we got a news about what it was as well. Yeah. Uh, so I was a bit annoyed the other day because it basically said lower leg, which uh, really didn't have. There were only a few things it could be, and I I, I did sort of say potentially a high grade cork. Um, but it's looking like a stress fracture. So whether that was overload, as in he's progressively overloaded, or it was was a high-grade cork, I'm not sure. But expect to see him have four to six weeks off, I would say, if it's a true stress fracture. So uh, you'll get at least three to five weeks of Ezra Mann, um, given that we have the one standalone week of Origin. Okay, so knowing that, and knowing how keen people are on Ezra Mann, are either of you guys interested? Yeah, I'll probably bring him in now over Xavier Savage. That's the sort of... The only thing I'd ask you, Stu, is do we think with Reynolds being back that he'll drink a bit less of the milkshake and his points won't be quite as high? Like, could we be walking into another Billy Walters from round one or two? Yes. Well, the concern is, is that the highest score from a partner of Adam Reynolds at the Broncos this year... What do you reckon the highest score by 5'8 is when Adam Reynolds is back? 25. Yeah, thir- 32. You're not far off, Ooh, mate. Jeez, that's so, bad. Uh, now, the plus side we saw, uh, I guess Ezra Mam, uh, on the bonus side, is that he didn't need kicking meters or to score points. The downside is that he was playing two terrible teams. So he was playing, was it the Titans when yep. he played? The Titans and, and who, who else did he play? He, uh, yeah, the Bulldogs or something like that. So, uh, whereas now, what what are the next three for the I've next three for the Broncos? You, mate. So we've got the Raiders, the Storm, the Cowboys, then the Dragons. So the next, and the Eels. The next three so, are tight, and then because remember, when if it's a four to six week injury, there's a week off for the rep round and Origin on the Sunday. So really, it's it's three weeks, three to five. So. Yep. Right. bit of a concern there uh, and I'm just just pulling up here his two good scores came up against Knights and Titans Knights oh. and the Knights no, were shocking I'm at out. the time I'm out yeah I, look I, I reckon I'd go for Savage like he picked up the 50 it was against the Roosters he looked, he looked good man and the milk's on the rise and he might keep that spot where Ezra Mam may keep the spot but look if you're 3 to 5 it was a little trappy eh the thing yeah. I'd say about the Raiders grade, now is that they're going to start rolling. Jack Whiten's going to remember that he, he's with one of the best ball runners in the game and he's got one of the better ball players out there and I think Savage might pocket a few meat pies as a result, running 
lurking up on the inside of either of them. Uh, he knows how to sniff one out. So I, I personally will go Savage. He's mm. a safe bet and he's he's ultra dynamic. Yeah, I, I'm certainly not keen keen on it. Like plus the price point, Savage is you know sixty grand cheaper. That goes for a long way because you know I'm looking to bring him Marnie possibly Moses this week, so that I'm not I'm not having to play absolute nuggets as halves. All good. Okay, so Ezra, ma'am, are there any any final big news news stories out there? No, I think we covered it. Nick, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? No, mate. Ah, the only other good thing is is that now that the last two coaches have been sacked, they're finally talking about uh, Adam O'Brien and Justin Holbrook. <laughs> the knives are out. I think the only reason why those two won't get the sack is because there's going to be no one left. Phil, Phil Gould actually on his podcast he was like oh man the media they must be you know having parties and getting drunk and all this sort of stuff partying getting all these coaches sacked you know <laughs> just heaping on all the pressure all these guys yeah. losing their jobs it's terrible yeah. well that's it well I think, I think Phil Gould liked Trent Barrett but the answer is to say if the board's paying for blood right you can do a lot as general manager of football but you can't tell them all to rack off right so you know, yeah, but we're looking at replacing five coaches this year. Like, yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's I, like I honestly I, don't I, see any coaches other than Shane Flanagan out there, really. Cameron Sorolo, I think, is West Tigers want him very badly because mm. he's or, the guy. Are they just going to say? Is it just going to be coaches' musical chairs again, where everyone's just going to swap clubs? Yeah, and the same stuff. I'm just sick of seeing teams do this halfway through the year. Not even halfway through the year. It just you just is signalling that you're done for the year. So every you, team. It's not like you get a draft pick either. You know, for sucking, you're just throwing away the season, aren't you? Yeah, uh, it's uh, the, as like the issue is that if you if you wait till the end of the year, you, there might be no one left in the market. So, especially in a year like this year, where you know that there's three head coaching positions now available, if you wait till the end of the year, all the good ones might be gone, and suddenly you might be hiring, you know, Maguire. Again. <laughs> yeah, him but like t- I think, I think those, co- I think, I think it was poor, uh, poor foresight. Like if you look at the certainly Maguire and Barrett, half their problem is their roster, and trying to get those rosters to gel, like. Yeah. Barrett started to get a few good players together, but there just hadn't been the time to gel. And I mean, Maguire, look at some of the players that are left there. I know eventually he had his own own team or so it said, but it's just not a good roster. The only one who really deserved to go was Nathan Brown. That's because he said he wasn't going to sign next year. Well, I'd punt him too. Yep. No, he, he definitely deserves to go. But yeah, the issue with Maguire is that he'd been there long enough that the roster, he'd signed or re-signed everyone by yep. that point so if they're not performing right if he's on the committee he's got the players that he's asked for or at least the players they were able to get I suppose Barrett's the real egregious one which we were mm. all a bit upset about well because they had he was on the corner of turning that team around like they let 13 players go 2020 they let another 13 players go last year they got another 13 going they've turned over the entire team yep and you, you at that point they would have given him two more seasons that would have made sense to me yeah but no, like, they'll bring in someone else, and they'll have to start from the bottom. The only it's a hope- bit like um, what Nick said with uh, uh, Paul McGregor in the days that at least they gave him time to show that his roster wasn't going to work. 
Like I give St. George a lot of criticism, but they did give their coach a chance. And I just don't think Barrett was afforded that chance. That's true. Well, they, if, you're if also complaining no about obvious... them re-signing Hook before this year as well, mate. If there's no <laughs> if there's no obvious replacement out there, I just don't see the point in shuffling, you know, who your coach yep. is. It, yep. It's really Agreed. overrated. Well, that's yep. why I think the Tigers want Cameron Serraldo because he's brought all those young Panthers players through. That's why Zach Targo and Taylor May are playing because the Panthers... Um, junior sides, right? They're reserve grade. They play like the first grade team. They train like the first grade team. Their structures are like the first grade team. So they're not coming in playing different football, whereas so many of these um, reserve grade players that come in, they're like, well, what does this defensive structure mean? Mm. And they take six months to a year to two years like, um, like to, to get up to speed, whereas these guys, they're coming in, look at, look at, Taylor May, he wasn't even supposed to play this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, equal top try, or close to the top try score. I think that's a great point there, Stu. You look at, say, St. George with Tyrell Sloan, who was as talented as Taylor May, and he's just more. not ready. He's, yeah, well, he's more talented. He'd probably end up at the friggin' Panthers and St. George will let him go. But, he's, he, you know, you've spoken about it before, and I think you're right. His ability to set the defense is just not there. Yeah, uh, the footy education isn't there, is it? No, which, I, think, I think that's a spot. That's such a good point. It's so spot on. And this is what those academies do. So they're not just having to learn it at eighteen or seventeen. They're getting it fourteen. They do, they see these talented fellas at fourteen. They bring them through. They get smart people in their ear for all that time. Try and get them off doing stupid stuff on the weekends as well, so that you don't end up with any Tristan Sailor nonsense, and go from there. That's fired. Oh, <laughs> this is slander. <laughs> oh mate, I'm just I'm just saying, right? Like the um Yeah, it's it's interesting. So I'll I'll put you this way. When, like after after um after Tyrone May, right? There's been nothing out of the Panthers. They've clamped down on that so hard, right? The the closest thing that's come after that has been bloody Nathan Clear on the pool on TikTok. <laughs> Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here for talking about Nathan Cleary's TikTok. So, look, we'll let the poor listeners go. Thank you for listening to us tonight. Uh, sorry to all you booze plan, blues fans out there, but well done to the Maroons. Uh, game two, final thought predictions for Perth. Mitch. Oh, I'm going to wait till I see the team list, to be honest. Yeah, I'd like to wait too, Stu. I actually have a bad feeling that Queensland's going to get up. Like, I didn't like at all what I saw from New South Wales. They they really lacked any real intensity. But perhaps it'll be like 2020 where they come out and really come after the Maroons. Yeah. And uh, then the track NRL out there too. Yeah, the NRL will probably tell the referees in Suncorp to make sure that the Maroons win. So Maroons are going to win the series two <laughs> one, but but the Blues will probably win this one. Mm. That's a good call. I like that actually as an early prediction. I do like that. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I reckon they did very well at Perth. I think on a faster track, and I think that um, getting in the getting in the refs' ears about how slow those play the balls were, I reckon New South Wales will do a lot better if they get some quicker play the balls. Because uh, you saw the first quick play the ball that happened, who went over one play later? Uh, Cam Murray. That's it. Exactly. I, I, You guys remember exactly the same as me. It's the first time they got a quick play the ball, and Jerome Luai put into the right person's hand. Short pass, step inside, catch you later. He was our best player last night, like ball in hand. He was unbelievable. Cam, 
No, no, no. Uh, Luai. He, yes. he looks so dangerous. Uh, on the left-hand side, I kind of wish he would come right more. Because if he, he needs played, to learn to play both sides. If he played he both sides, my goodness. Because that would also take some heat off Cleary. Mm. So That's what they really need to sort out. If they sort out getting some heat off Cleary. Oh, um, hopefully they'll sort that out. Because teams have been doing it all year. But with the, with Penrith, they've worked it out. Just pass it one more wide. And, and, and they need to sort that out of the uh, Blues too. Because uh, if they do that, then he can actually do something again. Uh, and Tenny needs to take the fifth hit up kind of like Dylan Edwards or one of the wing forward just for a quick play the ball, something like a Cam Murray. That's what Turbo was for. Real, real yes. quick, last point before we go. I was looking at the fantasy <laughs> scores. Last, last, last yes, point. Yes, yes. Look at the fantasy <laughs> scores. Um, does anyone, has anyone, have you either of you had a look? Like the New South Wales backs were fantastic with mm-hmm. their run-ups. Like certainly compared to Queensland, we lost it in the interchange. That's where we lost it. You can see it on the points list. The the backs were good. Um, that's yeah. true. Uh, Daniel that's, Tupu, that's 25, and Katoni Staggs, 21, though. Yeah, and I told yeah. you that they both shouldn't Junior be there. Paulo, 19, Steve Crichton, 4. Yeah, you kind of... The fantasy scores are kind of telling you what you need to know, aren't they? Maddo got a 33, though. Most of them was tackles. Right. Uh, top, top the... With 71 top the blues so but you want to see him drop shoes anyway who yeah I, I, oh, no because Damien Cook he got a couple of plays you know how New South Wales is just throwing the ball around if you look at his ones there where is points from mate tackles 54 of them and yeah. he's an origin player that's I, it I, I'd play I him off the bench then I, I would get happy oh. because Damien Cook misread the, the numbers the a number of times he pissed me off because he just, you saw it. They they got stuffed down the left-hand side. They got these big sweeping plays on. and But they were all marked up. There wasn't enough space. And he had to turn around. And suddenly they're just playing dodge and ball. And that's, mm. do you, you remember that turnover where the pass got thrown out to, uh, it got picked up by Munster oh, geez, again? that was poor. That was it, poor. It was poor because it was, seriously, it was the play wasn't on and he called it. And so I was just thinking, if you put Appy in, he, he doesn't do that. And you put Cookie on the bench. It, he's not a he's not a game winner though, Appy mate. He doesn't win you games. Doesn't win your games. Winner, our game winner, Cleary, is 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 not also not winning us games. So I, I know. I, I, I'm just we'll saying see. that Cookie, we'll did, wait, Cookie didn't win the game. Money's yeah. going to win the game for Queensland again. I know. It's going to happen. You, you put you get you put Angus Crichton out there, and you go, mate. I want you to have the forearm on his chest every single time that he goes down all night. And what's more, DC and Munster didn't go down in a lot of tackles last, you know, last night. Just standing in them, yeah. They're standing. It's like, no, you tell him, you tell Angus Crichton out there and just go, put him on his back, put him down. Do, do to him Angus what he Crichton. does to, do to him what Cam Munster does to other people. Give him a hard time and protect Cleary. Yep, I like it. Anyway. Spot on. Crichton, Crichton has to be in. Tim's gone. Crichton in. I think that's a head scratching call as it is, unless of course uh, Fitler knows something we don't with the Crichton injury. Yeah. And he's and he does have something that we don't know about. It's not impossible. Played well enough on the weekend though. Eighty minutes. So. Oh, I'm yeah. just I'm just throwing it. I just throwing it out there. I know that there's connections there between Crichton and uh, Fitler. Like. Yeah. You, there'd, be, there'd be a line of channel. There'd be a channel there. I can assure you of it. Yeah. I'm just hoping he's fit for game two. Anyway, on that note, guys, look, thanks for thanks for having a chat tonight. Uh, thank you for everyone at home. If you decide to uh, tune in for our, uh, what did I call bus this? Bites. Yeah, that's it, the Bust Bites. The NRL Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast Quick Bites. 
Oh, geez. Yeah, that's not going to yeah, take one off. hour later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys. And uh, we'll catch Cheers, you all. Uh, hopefully after a great fantasy weekend this week. See ya. Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> Bye.